Hey everybody, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. So this week and actually next week are both going to be episodes with guests because I am in the middle of my two weeks of finals for my summer term. So this week that I'm recording the intro is about a few days before the episode actually goes up. It's Wednesday right now for me and I have an exam tomorrow in dental anatomy. So that's kind of my life update is that this week I've just been studying for that dental anatomy exam. We have to identify some teeth that are 3D scanned through the application sketch fab using the CEREC machine at the dental school last year, and now we're viewing them through that app on our exam platform because we can't be in person to identify physical teeth like they would usually be doing, so that's kind of how they're turning it virtual for us, and it's going okay. It's a little tricky because some of the images aren't super clear as to which tooth it should be and everything, but it's not the worst thing. Hopefully it'll go well. Other than that, life has been pretty good this week. I've been in really good spirits and I've been lucky with really great weather here in Michigan. So I've been outside a ton, walking a ton like I like to do. I've been already kind of brainstorming what I want to do with my two weeks off in between summer and fall term. And I've been Anytime I see a good book rec- recommendation, I go ahead and save it to the books app on my phone because I've been downloading books on my iPad when I want to read them. So it all syncs, you know, through iCloud and everything. But so I have books on my mind and I'm excited for those couple weeks to just kind of get ahead on content for the fall term, whether that be YouTube or podcasting, try to schedule quite a few more guests and get those recorded to go up during the fall term. But The motivation for the week is pretty similar to previous weeks. I have said this before, but it's something that I'm really been focusing on this particular week is as much as I just said, literally the past minute has all been about thinking about the future. I've been trying to really live in the present. (laughs) You guys are like, no, you're not. Well, I am trying and day to day, other than when I'm sitting here recording this, I am really trying to just focus on that particular day and the things that I had put on my to-do list for that day, whatever's on the agenda, getting that done and then letting myself be proud of that and letting myself say, okay, that's good. We're done now we can rest. And I think giving yourself rest and also exercising your body, moving your body, both of those are so important for you to feel like a full human, to feel your best and your best self is to be moving your body, but also to be resting, getting enough sleep and just really not overdoing yourself and not feeling that pressure that you need to keep working and keep doing things all the time. It's okay to stop when you get a proper amount of stuff done. Just because you finished maybe a little early this day doesn't mean you have to take things from tomorrow's to-do list and do them now. If you feel like it and that's what's making you happy in the moment, keep doing it obviously, but don't give in to the kind of pressure that I think a lot of people are feeling during the time at home that you need to be doing something just like fantastic or something so like amazing that everyone's going to be so like shocked by like you are successful if you just get your little tasks done for the day and if you feel happy and if you take care of your body that's really all that matters each day so that's the motivation I want to put out to you all this week is to just take care of yourselves and focus on each day the few things that you need to do and feel proud of yourself when you get them done. So that's it for the intro intro. I did just want to introduce um, our guest this week, Dr. Gaj. He is really cool. We chatted about his time going to Midwestern Illinois and 
near Chicago. So how he like how he liked his experience there, what his interview experience was like, his application experience as well, because it was a little bit unique. He did have to reapply a few times and he gives really good insight and hopefully some motivation to people that might be in that same position where they're reapplying, how to maybe better yourself for the next application season, how to keep your mindset in the right space to not get down on yourself. And then he also talks about his work, obviously, now that he's a practicing general dentist, how he's liking it, some of the ups and the downs, and just general advice for people that are in dental school right now or maybe still pre-dental students. And I think you guys are going to find this episode to be very insightful. So thank you so much for listening, and we will be back in just a few seconds. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Alright, hi everyone. So we have a, another guest today. I'm going to let them introduce themselves a little bit. Hey guys, my name is Hamza Gaj. I currently practice in Houston, Texas for about two years now. Uh, I graduated from Midwestern in Chicago and uh, thanks for having me on. Cool. So are you an associate then at the practice? Yeah. So I work with a, basically a private owner who owns a couple of practices. So I go between each office and I work besides four other dentists who work under him. So yeah, it's a private practice, but it's kind of uh, a group. uh, Yeah. A group practice. Exactly. That's cool. So are you liking having multiple offices, like seeing kind of in a way, almost more patients that way? Is that been enjoyable for you? Yeah, it's good. Um, I think the good thing is a lot of our offices are in lower income areas. And then we have two offices, which are in a little bit more middle to upper income areas. So I get to see a big variety of patients in terms of that aspect. And the treatments I also do tend to vary between, you know, I do like for lower income, there are certain patients I'll probably never see again. So I try to get as much done on them. So basically with them, I'm hitting the ground running, doing as much as I can. Whereas with the, you know, middle to upper income area, sometimes those patients you see at least once every couple of months. So it's just basic cleanings or maintenance services. So it's kind of nice because you get a little bit of variety every day and it's not like uh, a monotonous thing every day doing the same procedures. Yeah, that sounds like really good experience. So if you don't mind, can you kind of go talk about your backstory a little bit, how you ended up on dentistry, um, how you got to your dental school that you went to and everything? Yeah, so I uh, actually decided on dentistry pretty early on in high school. I started shadowing a couple of uh, doctors just because I wanted to work in a certain field in healthcare. I didn't know which field exactly. So I started shadowing an optometrist, a dentist, and then a general doctor. Uh, and I really enjoyed my time with the general dentist. And I just basically looked up to him as a mentor. And that definitely swayed my decision making. Uh, so that played a huge influence in it. Yeah. So after that, I decided that I was going to started applying once I got into college. I went to UT in Austin, took all the basic prereqs, applied a couple of times. So I applied three times, didn't get in the first two times. Third time, I got waitlisted at the Texas schools where I wanted to originally go, but I got accepted into three other schools, including Midwestern Chicago. 
Yeah, I've heard that the Texas, it's its whole like own application, like the T like adds us basically or something, which is yeah, interesting. It's, <laughs> it's definitely a, a process. I think, you know, when you first apply, you have to go through two different application cycles. You have to fill out two different application forms, one for, you know, the major schools outside of Texas and then one for Texas itself. So the other thing was Texas schools have a very limited acceptance rate for in-state and out-of-state. So that also added to it. And uh, I didn't do like amazing in undergrad, but I wasn't the worst. I think that also kind of had that effect on it. So when I was waitlisted, I had to make the decision, you know, do I wait a couple of months and figure out if I got accepted or do I just go to the schools that actually accepted me and not take that risk? Because I have heard some horror stories where kids were getting accepted like a day before or a week before school started. And I just didn't want that extra stress on top of that. So yeah, so I ended up going on the other interviews and figured that, you know, if I was at least going to go to another school, might as well live somewhere different for four years and, you know, have that experience of being in a whole different city that I've never been in. So can you talk a little bit about that time that you uh, had to reapply and what you did to make yourself more competitive? During the first application cycle, when I didn't get accepted, I just spent that time focusing on where I was weak and what subjects I didn't do as well in, in terms of the DAT. And I just spent a lot of time working on getting better at that. So that was a major portion of my time. The second time I didn't get accepted, I felt like I had to really improve my interpersonal skills and my interview skills. So I dedicated a big portion of that. And I also started working at Apple, which helped a lot because I learned how to communicate better and be more open with people. And I think that carried over really well to dentistry and also actually helped in my interview process, kind of showing them how working at the genius bar at Apple helped me be a better dentist in the future, because you're basically giving bad news to patients or sometimes you have to align with their expectations or, you know, let's face it, not everyone coming to see you is in a good mood or something bad happened and they're expecting bad news. And it's funny because a lot of that stuff in the genius bar translates right to dentistry because, you know, people feel the same exact way. Um, And then the other thing was just hand skill wise. Like I, you kind of, I kind of learned how to take all the things I learned during my year off and learn how I could apply all those skills into my interviews and show that, you know, I developed not only intellectually like studying more, but also, as a person and as a human being, which at the end of the day, I think is really important in the interview process. You don't realize that a lot of the times they really like how you look on the books, but they really want to know how you are in person because as a patient, you want to feel comfortable around a dentist. And if the dentist has, you know, the perfect DAT scores and the all A's, it's not going to make you feel comfortable once you see him and he doesn't want to talk to you or is he or she is closed off and, you know, not making you feel comfortable around them. So I thought that was really important. So my main thing would be is if you do have time off between, try to figure out what your weaknesses were, what your strengths were, work on your weaknesses, but also try to find a job or something that you can do that'll help you uh, carry that over to dentistry if you can. And you can also bring that up in your interview process because they really like to know what you did during your downtime that could reflect in dentistry or be carried over into dentistry really well. All right. So you're talking that you went to Midwestern. Can you expand a little bit on your experience there and why you chose Midwestern? So my experience there was awesome. Um, I ended up choosing Midwestern because there's a couple of reasons. So the first reason was 
it was a great facility. When I did go to the interview and tour around the campus, I really liked that everything was kind of modernized. It was a lot of the latest technology in dentistry, which is nice because a lot of the other schools that I did interview at had uh, pretty old instruments and a lot of things that were pretty dated. And I think it's just because a lot of the schools were older, which is great because it has a big legacy and long history. But at the same time, when you graduate, it can have a drastic effect on, you know, where you work because a lot of dentists use newer technology or newer tools. And I think that played a big role in my decision-making. Another thing was the faculty was great. So their interview process was pretty interesting. So instead of doing an interview with like three or four dentists in one room, you go through, I want to say seven to eight different rooms. And each room has a different faculty member from the school. And each room has a question outside the door. And you were supposed to answer that question, you know, like it would be some kind of question pertaining to either life or dentistry and how you would handle that. And you had like a certain amount of time to answer it. And while you're in there with that faculty member, they might ask additional questions. So what I really liked about that is you kind of got to meet different faculty members in different areas and get to know them at the same time. So it was that on top of uh, the fact that it was a Chicago, I think growing up as a kid from Africa, Chicago is always one of those cities that I watched in movies like Home Alone, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm a big movie buff. So a lot of those movies set in Chicago just kind of gave it this magical kind of feeling. So it was cool to think that, you know, one day in my life, I was able to live in a city like Chicago for four years. So that was also kind of a dream come true. And I was also a big Batman fan and Gotham City is based on Chicago. So that was like a, I think, additional bonus to it that I guess kind of influenced it. Probably not the best advice for any dental students, but I mean, if you do want to pick a school to go to, I think it's important that you also pick a city that you think you'll enjoy in the long run because you are going to be in that place for four years. So try to think about it in that aspect because you're not just going to be studying for like the you know 24 hours every day you're going to have some time to explore the city you're in and try to have fun so try to pick somewhere where you think is really going to be fitting to your personality did you guys go downtown often because i know midwestern is like a 20 minute or so drive from like actual downtown Chicago, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I would look for every opportunity to go downtown. Yeah. Uh, even like in my class, I was known as like the, the kid who was always in the city because uh, I'd always just like, just look for any and every excuse to go try a new restaurant or to, I take a lot of photos. I'm like really into photography. And I think my, my photography, I don't want to say that the skills grew better, but I definitely got really into it being in that city because it's such a photogenic city that it's just easy to just get lost there and want to take photos of everything. So I would kind of try to balance my lifestyle by trying to take some time off studying, either going to the city and just walking around or actually studying in the city. So yeah, because it is a 20 to 30 minute drive away, I think that really helps a lot because you just gave you the chance to kind of separate that school and lifestyle to be able to, you know, not feel like you're in that school every single day of the week. Yeah, that's cool. That's actually probably a really nice benefit. So when you were in dental school, are there any particular like challenges you remember having and how did you work through those? Yeah. So the uh, major challenge I faced at the start of dental school is just my time management skills. Uh, When you get into dental school, you kind of realize that it's not like undergrad where you kind of have some time off and can do whatever. With dental school, there's a lot of uh, 
time where you spend outside of dental school doing things. It's basically a full-time job plus more. So even when you were done with class, you still have to go back and finish your wax up or finish a case you saw with a patient or, you know, um, follow up on a project that your class has started. So there's a lot of that where you had to kind of figure out in your free time, how you could balance that out with also having a personal life. So that was important for me, I think, because that's something you kind of have to develop by yourself without dental school teaching you that. And it carries over into your real life. So for instance, being a dentist, you have to learn how to balance patients out. So if you have a full schedule and you're seeing three or four patients at the same time, you kind of have to learn how to balance out doing every procedure so that not every patient is waiting or you kind of know how to multitask with different patients. So I thought that was super important. Um, The other challenge was just basically learning how to be competitive, but still be productive about it and not use it in a toxic way. So I think growing up as an athlete and a soccer player, I was always competitive, but, um, and it helped me a lot through, you know, getting to places I wanted to accomplish things. But when you get into, once you get into dental school, you kind of realize that you have to be competitive for yourself, but not towards others it's better to be collaborative and i think that's important in dental school because there are going to be gunners in dental school that are going to compare their grades to you and you do come across those but try not to let that get to you or inhibit you from doing better i think the more collaborative you can be in a healthy manner obviously not cheating or anything but if you kind of share your wisdom with others and also you know gain wisdom from your classmates it helps you in the long term uh in that aspect too, it's good because you maintain these relationships in the long run and you can keep in touch with all these classmates uh, and just basically spread your network. And so I always just, that's something I really had to like develop slowly over time in dental school is just to learn not to compete with each other and just be more collaborative. Um, and the final challenge was just basically learning to balance, having fun and having uh a good work ethic at dental school. So being in Chicago, being in this awesome city where you could basically go do anything you wanted, like, you know, in terms of checking out the cool restaurants, checking out all the cool things Chicago had to offer. I also had to learn how to balance that out with being a good student. And I think it's healthy to realize that, you know, you can't be doing dentistry 24 hours a day. You have to take some time off and work on your health and mental health and, So that was a big challenge and that goes back to time management. I just had to figure out when I had free time to do that, but also keep in mind that I was doing it for myself and it was important to do that. So yeah, in terms of that, I'd say the main theme of all that was just time management and just working well with others. Great. Thank you for, that was really, you gave a lot of different perspectives. So I really appreciate that. So I have a couple more questions about your dental school experience, and then we'll get into a few about working as a dentist. So um, what surprised you most during dental school? Something you maybe weren't expecting? The biggest surprise about dental school was just the amount of relationships I developed. I think going into dental school, I just kind of assumed that I'd go in there, take the classes, take the tests, and graduate and become a dentist and that's it but the amount of relationships you build are really important not only because you know you go through such a hard strenuous four years with these people it it's kind of like you know when you go to war or something you become brothers with that group that you're with it's kind of the same thing with dental school because you you've all experienced this kind of this uh 
stressful time together and it makes you grow closer because you can relate to it. And I think that was great because, you know, even now I still keep in touch with a lot of the uh, classmates I was with that are still in Chicago. Um, even my professors, I had some really amazing professors that I learned so much, you know, beyond dentistry with. And it's great too, because if you develop these relationships with these professors, they're dentists too. So they can help you in all aspects of dentistry beyond just dentistry. They can teach you, you know, how to open your own business or how to handle your finances. And it's great because everybody needs a mentor. I think like whatever field you're in, there, it's always good to have some kind of mentor that you look up to that can kind of guide you in a way to to be more successful or just be better in your field if you can. Um, and so that surprised me a lot. Uh, the other thing that surprised me is just the uh, the amount of work I went through. Like, I think it really pushes you to a level that you don't think you're capable of. And I think it's pretty amazing because I will definitely say that dental school was the best four years of my life in terms of pushing me to my limits. And I loved it because it really shows what you're capable of. Whereas like in day-to-day life, you're not challenged as much. Whereas with dental school, you really just get to see how far you can be pushed, you know? And unfortunately some people, you know, break and some drop out of dental school and stuff. And it's unfortunate, but I think to know that you can go through those four years and graduate and become successful in your field like that it's really something you should be proud of because because they're testing your limits and they're testing your capacity to be a doctor, to be a dentist, because they want they want to know that if you're in that situation and you're in that high stress environment, are you going to be able to handle it? And for you to have that white coat on at the end of those four years and to have that dental degree, it's basically like a you know a shield of armor that you just earned because you got through all those stressful moments. So it's something to definitely be proud of. It sounds like you definitely had a lot of like things you worked through and things that you kind of got a handle of as you were going through your four years. But is there anything you wish you did differently while you were in dental school? Honestly, I don't think so. I think all the failures I went through and all the stressful moments I went through, I don't regret at all because uh, it's. I feel like those moments are probably the more important moments than the moments I passed. I think uh, it's kind of silly but there's a quote from the dark knight which is bane telling batman that victory has made you weaker and it's true because you know if you keep succeeding in certain things you just kind of become complacent towards it and you kind of get used to that whereas if you fail in things and then you keep persisting it makes you stronger and it makes you better and i think that was my favorite part of dental school ironically is just like the fact that, you know, i i failed a couple of tests and i didn't do well in certain aspects and i think because of that, I learned how to study better for the next test and do better on the next test and, you know, become better at um, endo or any procedure because I had to go through that first failure and realize how it felt. So, yeah, that was probably the the one thing I really uh, appreciated and don't regret at all about dental school. So what made you decide on general dentistry versus maybe going into a specialty? Well, the first thing was just I think time. So I really wanted to be an oral surgeon and one of my favorite instructors in dental school, her name is Dr. Swan. I really looked up to her and would always be in the oral surgery department trying to like, you know, learn more and do more. But I think the one thing that kind of held me back was just knowing that you had to take that extra, basically six years of school. And uh, I think I was a bit too anxious about it. And just knowing that I could do a lot of my favorite procedures outside of that and still be a general dentist was something that kind of kept me kind of held me back from it 
Uh, and even now when I'm doing general dentistry, I'm still learning a lot of oral surgery and I'm still trying to get better in that field and do more of that. So I think, you know, I, I didn't really lose out in it. If I could go to oral surgeries, uh, and still do that, I, I would definitely consider it. But <clears throat> at this point in my life, I'm pretty happy with the decision I made. And, uh, if you do decide you want to specialize though, I think it's really important that you really love that field because the one thing about specializing is you're going to be doing that specific specialty. Whereas what I love about general dentistry is you can do basically a bit of everything. And even if you do love a certain specialty, you can still do it. For instance, I do love working with kids. So one of the offices I see like almost 80 to 90% kids and, um, I'm not a pediatric dentist, but, you know, you can still kind of pick up those skills and, you know, granted, you're not going to be doing everything for the kids and you will have to refer some, but it's nice to know that in general dentistry, you can do a bit of everything and have a slice of every piece of uh, the pie, but still be a general dentist at the end of the day. So you kind of mentioned some things you like about your job as a general dentist. Would you say what is like your actual favorite part? Hmm. favorite part of the job i think i just like like i said being a general dentist you get to do a bit of everything so Mm -hmm. it's not like a monotonous job where every day you're going in and doing the same thing i think what's great is i have a new challenge every day whether it's a kid that's not going to cooperate or it's an adult that has an abscess infection there's always some kind of different challenge and it's always new there's never like um nothing is exactly the same. There's always some kind of variation. There's some kind of uh, small minor detail that's different than the other patient. And I, I love that because I think I'm constantly on my toes and I'm constantly thinking, constantly looking up stuff that, you know, I have to relearn. And it's just a feel that you're constantly just learning. You're never done. And I think that's great because that is why they call it the practice because you're, you're never completing. You're always practicing and getting better at it. Um, so that's something I'm really thankful for. And, uh, I think that's the most important part of it is just always learning in the field. So even when you do graduate and become a dentist, just remember, you're not done. You're still going to have to take CEs. You're still going to have to go to classes, uh, and just try to make it a, try to make it a goal just to learn something new at least once a month, if you can, um, just because not only will it make you a better dentist, but it'll just make you more confident and want to do more stuff. And as an, uh, I guess as a side, the good thing is you'll also, you know, you'll, you'll make more and you'll be more uh, regarded as a dentist that patients might want to go to because you can do more instead of having to refer it out. So that's the way I look at it. So you mentioned like the time aspect of not going into oral surgery. So how do you think general dentistry is kind of supporting your life goals and like your work-life balance and like your other, I don't know, goals for life pretty much? It's great. I mean, I think general dentistry is definitely changing over time. It's not as, I don't want to say laid back because it wasn't a laid back lifestyle before, but I think general dentists are working a lot more nowadays and they, you know, including weekends and whatnot, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but the way I see it is uh, I'm lucky. I work with a great dentist who owns these different offices. And what's great about it is, you know, if I do need to take time off or I do need to go do something, he, He's very, uh, he's very, uh, what do you call it? He's very open to it and he's 
very receptive to when I do need to take time off. And uh, it's great because you can communicate that and um, take time to yourself. And I definitely find a lot of my hobbies with it. You know, I'm really into tech and I'm really into traveling and photography. And it's great because I have the ability to do that because of dentistry. I think, you know, not only just financially, but just the, the passion that you get from dentistry, I think transfers to a lot of things. And that includes photography, you know, like I like taking pictures of my work now and out, like whether it's restorative or anything like that. So it's nice that you can take a lot of your hobbies outside of dentistry and kind of involve them in dentistry that goes with tech too. I'm really into tech products and, uh, you know, innovation. And I think dentistry is a lot of it is technology nowadays, like from CAD cam to implants, there's just a lot of stuff that's just being greatly improved over time. So it's cool that you can, uh, you can work in a field and fuel both your hobbies outside of dentistry and also use it in dentistry. When it comes to technology and dentistry, I know you're not running your own practice and making all of these decisions right now, but how do you think you could make decisions on like what technology is worth implementing into your practice? Cause they are pretty pricey. Um, I think it's a cost benefit analysis thing. You know, you just have to realize if you are going to invest in something, are you going to get a good return on it? And that's obviously important because you have to realize that whatever you do purchase, it has to be something that you're probably going to be using every day with patients, whether it's a CAD CAM machine for crowns or, uh, you know, an implant, um, surgical drill or anything like that, because that's something that you're going to want to get a return on because you're not going to be buying it outright. You're basically going to be getting a loan for it or, you know, paying a certain amount and you're going to have to pay off that amount over time. And the only way you can do that is patients coming in and basically using that machine. But that's also risky because you don't want to buy something. And then it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail you don't want to get something and then just start over-diagnosing or over-treating patients because you want to fund that machine. So you have to really be smart and also ethically moral about your decision-making and know that whatever you're investing in is something that you're already really um, doing a lot of or something that you know you're going to be doing a lot of uh, for the right reasons and not the wrong ones. Yeah, that makes sense. It's That also goes into kind of the next question I just thought of. I definitely see benefits of having like a solo private practice, but I also see benefits in like a partner practice setting or a group practice. Do you have any like vision for where you want to be working like long-term? Uh, so, I mean, ideally I think with any dentist or with a majority of dentists, private practice and owning your own practice is the way to go. And I love that idea. I think I would like that ultimately just because that was the goal I set from high school. Like, you know, I've always wanted to just own my own business and be able to run it the way I want it run. Um, but I think over time, your decision can always evolve over time. And um, you might, you know, work under certain dentists and see some things that might change your mind. But I think so far, I really like the idea of having a partner just because it's nice to have someone you can work alongside and share wisdom with and also kind of run the practice together. And it's kind of, it's basically a marriage. So you really have to find the right partner that fits you well, personal personality wise, and also you feel comfortable with in terms of ethics and how you guys, you know, talk to patients and run a practice together. So I've been leaning more towards partners right now. Um, but you know, that can always change down the road. And I think it's a constantly evolving field. So, uh, 
who knows a couple of years from now, I might want to just stick to being, you know, an associate working under someone for those listening to this and those that are hoping to get into dental school, just keep in mind that your end goal may change over time and dentistry is constantly changing over time. So don't, don't set something in stone and kind of set all your goals towards that. Try to be very flexible in your goals and realize that at the end of the day, you have to do what what's best for you and also what's best for the field of dentistry because, you know, sometimes being an owner is not great. There's, I know a lot of dentists that ended up doing it and just financially didn't enjoy it and also just put a lot more stress than they thought was uh, something they could handle. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's exactly kind of what I was thinking. There's benefits to any way, but then there's also different challenges that you're obviously going to face depending right. how you th- choose to go. Yeah, so. I think it's it's definitely all about just aligning your expectations. You know, like yeah. just know that if you are going to own a practice, it's going to be a lot of stress. You're probably going to go through a lot of red. Basically, like you're going to see your numbers are red for a long time, but that's part of the investment. You have to really be passionate about your decision and you have to have a lot of faith in your decision. I think if you go into that doing it without a lot of faith, it can definitely affect you. Um, you know, as a person, it can definitely affect your relationship life and a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, just, you just have to really just go all in and have faith that that's something you want to do. Thank you for that. Um, so we are kind of wrapping up here. Do you have any closing thoughts or like final advice you want to get out to the listeners? The main thing I just want to tell them is just to, persist at whatever you're doing, whether you're applying to dental school, whether you just got in and you're now taking those first couple of classes and finding it hard, or whether you're like at the end and you're taking the boards and that's, you know, super hard too. Uh, I mean, you're going to go through some rough patches. You're going to fail some exams. Probably you're going to have some patients that are tough. It's always going to be a rocky road, but you just have to keep going and you're not the only person that's been through it. And like I said at the earlier, when I was saying, you know, when you get that white coat at the end, it's basically a suit of armor saying that you got through all that. And that's something you should definitely be proud of. And if you're a dentist right now, that's something you should be super proud of because you got through all that. So just keep going and just remember that, you know, persistence is key in dentistry and being the perfectionist, not every things going to go according to plan and you're going to, you're going to definitely hit some things that are going to test your patience and test your confidence. But I mean, that's all part of the plan with dental school and that's like what they're hoping to do. So they're trying to, they're not trying to break you down, but I mean, that is part of the test. So just don't let it get to you and just keep going on. Thank you. This was a really great chat. Is there a good way for people to get in touch with you if they have any like follow-up questions? Yeah. Um, so I mean, the easiest way to get at me is the millennial way, which is on Instagram. So just, uh, at Mogaj, M O G A J. And, uh, if you don't, if you don't have Instagram or if you'd like to reach at me on email, uh, my name is Hamza Gaj, H A M Z A G A J D M D at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'll have your Instagram in the description of the podcast so people can click through that way, but, um, thank you so much for everything today. Thanks. I appreciate you having me and thanks for doing this podcast. It really helps. 
All right, everyone, that is the end of this episode. I just wanted to thank you again for listening and spending this time with me today. And I did just want to remind you that we do have an Instagram at Dental Download Podcast if you're not already following. I do lots of polls on there. And usually when I have guests, I do put the little question box up on the story so you guys can tell me what you want me to discuss with them. I'm trying to get on a lot more dental specialists over the next couple months because I know that's something people have been requesting. So I'm working on it. We have some pediatric dentists coming up and hopefully a periodontist, and I'm working on getting orthodontist, oral surgery, endodontics, all the other specialties as well. And like I said, next week's episode is also going to be a guest. Um, His name is Dr. Rob. He was really fun to talk to as well. We talked a lot about LGBTQ health, which was really a cool topic to bring to light because I think a lot of people don't think about that, especially in the aspect of dental care as well. So he was really great to talk to, and I think you guys are really going to like that episode as well. And he also goes into AEGD and GPR programs, which are general dentistry residents. So if you've ever been wondering about how those work, how the application process works, we also will be covering that next week. And then after that, I'm going to be on here talking about how my whole time with my summer term went, how finals went and everything, and also update you on my fall schedule because we did just get those classes recently. So I can dive into those a little bit for you guys. But again, I just want to thank you so much for listening and we will chat again on Monday.